going on? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas. Hanging out with Lucas on this Saturday, and not just Lucas, but man. I, Tyler, I, I feel like I need to give you such like a big introduction because every time Cameron hosts on the on the weekly podcast, it's like Tyler, the wizard, the man, the myth. <laughs> The legend. <laughs> he gives me a nickname for every episode. <laughs> right, right. So I feel like I need to give you a big intro, but you're hanging out with me on this on this fine Saturday. How uh, how's it going? Oh man, I am incredibly thankful for the weekend. It's the freaking weekend. This week, I don't know what it was about this week. It was busy. It was hectic. It was just craziness. Yep. <laughs> so. Give me the weekend and then some, please, because and I need to recuperate. Thanksgiving wasn't enough time off. We need another, like, three consecutive four-day weekends. That'd be great. That'd be great. Dog, dog I, I want to go back to when, you know, we had, you know, J-term. Oh, yeah. And we had a whole month off of school. Yep. I want that back. I mean, I don't want to spoil the fun. I mean, I kind of get that, right? You know, I still work with college students, and I mean, I get—I—I I shouldn't say I don't get the month off. That I still got plenty of work to do. But let me tell you, it's going to be nice not having to plan for every single day of the week and be like, yeah. "Oh wait, I can take a day off if I want to and not feel like I'm going to miss anything." Oh, I can sleep. Oh, please, what? <laughs> what? But no, I feel that. It's going to be weird coming up and now it's like, all right, first year out. Don't get six weeks off anymore. <laughs> no. Well, I, I mean, I even felt it um, with Thanksgiving, right? Like, yeah, it's only two days. Oh, stupid computer notifications. I apologize. I didn't even Same hear it. So you're computer. good. Hey, let's go. Um, now I lost where I was. Oh, no, no, no. Thanksgiving. Only two days off. You typically get like three. Yes, right. it's day. I shouldn't be complaining. You know what? That's an extra day of sleeping in. You know what? Right. I'm a, a fight for that as much right. as I can. Extra day. Body doesn't have to do anything. Right. I, I'm with you. I'm right there with you. <laughs> well, we're here on, on, on this fine Saturday. We're going to prep you all with some of our favorite starts and sits of the week. Uh, just Tyler and I. Uh, Cameron's will be on our discord. You can find us fancy football fellows over there. Uh, link is in pretty much any of our social media bios. So you can get his picks over there, but Tyler and I are going to chat through some of our favorite starts and sits of the week. And man, Tyler, let's just, let's just hop right into it. I no better way than just dive right in. Start of the week at quarterback for me, start with me and I'll pass it off to you. Then Ty start of the week at quarterback, Derek Carr against the Washington football team this week. I mean, I don't think, I don't think it's any secret that the Washington football team is like bad against quarterbacks this year. I mean, they're allowing the most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. Uh, Mm -hmm. So if you have a quarterback going against the Washington football team, fire them up. Uh, And Raiders are at home this week. Derek Carr at home, money in the bank. Money, money, money. Four out of six games at home so far this year. Derek Carr has scored 21 plus fantasy points. Give me that against the league's worst pass defense right now. Uh, maybe not the league's worst, but in terms of fantasy points, the league's pretty, worst pretty, defense. 
Pretty much the worst. Pretty much the worst. Give me all of Derek Carr this week. I think he's borderline top 10 option. If you're looking to replace a guy, um, goodness, who's on? Is there anybody, any QBs on by this week? I'm trying to remember who's on by this week. Um, uh, Packers. So yeah, Aaron Rodgers. If you're looking for an Aaron Rodgers replacement, uh, Derek Carr's a great replacement there. I'd start him over Ross this week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't sound so, uh, you know, what, what's the word I'm trying to I'm trying to use? I mean, yeah, I think to a lot of people, it's a shocker with a name like Russell Wilson that you're just going to bench. Right. But if you've actually watched them play, it's it's ugly. It's not good. I mean, 247 and two tutties against Washington last week is nothing to shrug at, but against Washington last week, like this, that was the game. Everybody's like, Russ, DK, Lockett, they're all back this week. And it was like, dump offs to Gerald freaking Everett the entire game. Oh, it was painful to watch. So, yeah, Derek Carr, start of the week for me at quarterback. Tyler, who do you got at QB this week? My QB start uh, is not really much of a a shock pick, but Joe Burrow. I love it. I get that the past two games have not been the Joe Burrow show, and it's been the Joe Mixon show. They're going to need Burrow to step up in this game against the Chargers. And I think the thing – about this game, why I'm starting Burrow, it's at home. And Chargers can put up points when they want to. Oh, yeah. They can put up a ton of points. And to keep pace, unless they get out ahead early, that's when Burrow doesn't need to do much when they get ahead early. Yep. But with that offense of the Chargers, they will put up points early as well. I think Burrow is going to be needed in order for the Bengals to keep pace and potentially win this game. And I'm all in on it. I feel like it's just one of those weeks where like, you just get an like unreasonable explosion from Justin Herbert. Right. Cause mm-hmm. he like against the Steelers, everyone's like, Oh, it's not going to be that great. But then you look at the injuries on the defensive side of the ball and it was like somewhat predictable. I don't know. I, right. I, I called it. I mm-hmm. had Justin Herbert as my start of the week that week, but I feel like I, it just feels like one of those games where Justin Herbert is just going to come out and it's like against the odds, right? It's like, oh, Justin Herbert. Let's put up a couple clunkers this year. And it's probably going to be another one of those. I feel like it's a game where you can just come out and just ball out and be like, shut up. <laughs> I'm right, fine. Right. We're fine. My name, my name is Justin freaking Herbert. You bow down before me. Right, right. I feel like it's just one of those games this week. So, no, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. I, li- I like Joe Burrow as, as, a, as a start of the week this week. Uh, in terms of QB sits, uh, Mac Jones is my sit of the week at QB this week. Uh, well, he's been nice. He's a nice player, right? I like him. Found himself mm-hmm. in the right system, right? Found himself yeah. with one of the best offense coordinators in the league. The system fits Mac's skill set perfectly. Um, so I, I, I love Mac. I love Mac, but I, the Bills are just so stinking good. Mm-hmm. Even without Tredavious White. Oh, they're so good. They fly. They fly. I, I I just I don't see this being a high scoring affair. I don't see Mac needing to push the ball down the field for 250 plus yards. Or I well maybe not need, but won't. I just don't see him doing that. I just don't mm-hmm. expect this to be like a shootout kind of a game. I like this has just the feeling of one of those ugly grinded out like 15 to 12 kind of games where it's like uh there's 16 maybe is the better number. 15 is an mm-hmm. ugly number in football. 16. 
16 to 10 or something like that, right? Just the making of an ugly game. I don't want much to do with Mac this week, so I'd rather sit him than take the chance on streaming him or starting him this week. Yeah, I I think with Mac, I think this is really going to be the first game where he is actually going to be the deciding factor in this game. Right. Um, Just a little spoiler for our props that will be talked about. Um, Currently, Josh Allen's line on Thrive Fantasy is 234.5. Oh, I get that Bell Belichick oh. is really good as a coach, but 234 against Josh Allen in that oh. offense. I'm still taking the over on that. All, all, all day. All day. Oh. It's not, he has other people to throw to that aren't Stefan Diggs, who would be right. against JC Jackson. Right. So I'm expecting the Bills. Sure, it's not going to be 40 points like we've seen them put up in the past, but it's still going to be 30s, right? That offense. Uh, when the other team is putting up points that quickly, they cannot rely on the Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson ground and pound right. offense. Right. They will need to throw the ball. So this, like I said, this is going to be the first game where Mac is actually going to be the deciding factor in this game. And I just don't, don't like want to trust him that. in that. Right. It's a rookie against a really tough defense. And yes, he's in a good system with McDaniels, but again, it's a rookie. It's a rookie. He, if he doesn't, if he doesn't trust his arm, right? If he's not going to trust his arm, he's not going to do much. I, I, I do. I like Mac. I really do. I love his stats. He just hasn't been throwing the ball a ton since their buy. Hasn't really need him to. A lot of the reason he's been relevant is because of the amount of touchdowns he's thrown over the last three weeks. He's thrown six of them. Uh, Bills have allowed eight touchdowns to quarterbacks all year. I, I don't think. He gets one, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, ooh, that takes his day from nine fantasy points to 15 fantasy points. I'll tell you what, I still don't want to start that. <laughs> right, right. So, who's your who's your uh, sit of the week at quarterback? Enough about Mac Jones. Unless if yours is also Mac Jones. <laughs> no, my, my sit is actually Carson Wentz. Okay, yep. And I think this is just the trap for Carson Wentz where you're going to yep. go, oh, he's got Houston. Uh, they're going to run the ball. <laughs> They still did against Tampa, and yes, Wentz did have a decent game against Tampa. But when he can, they they want to use the run game as much as possible. And if you're not if you're not able to stop the run, they will just continue to run the ball. So when when you have Jonathan Taylor as your running back, you have very little need to utilize Carson Wentz in games like this. Mm-hmm. It just feels like the oh, it's a great matchup. But then you remember they have the best running back in the NFL that's healthy right now. Right. Enough said. (laughs) Enough said. I am am with you 100% there. Speaking of running backs, let's talk about starts of the week at running back. And let me guess, yours is Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) If it wasn't so obvious. (laughs) Um, No, my start is actually Miles Sanders. Ooh. Did I just mention him for Javante Williams in our Dynasty League? I might have. I mean, you kind of have to just because... Javante is now the lone guy in the backfield for this week, but I just gut feeling 25 from Javante this week. Yeah, this one's kind of a riskier one because there's a chance that Jordan Howard does play. So there right. is the potential that they use Sanders, Boston Scott, and Jordan Howard equally. There is yep. a chance for that. I'm betting, I'm hedging my bets on that Sanders 
especially, especially if Hertz doesn't play. He is officially listed as questionable, yep. which he should play, but we've seen freakier things happen. We have. So if Hertz doesn't play, they will really need to rely on the ground game. And maybe Jordan Howard gets the touches. Or I should say he's going to get the touches near the goal line. I'm just going to say that Miles, I think Sanders falls into the end zone once this game. I just think it's going to be that kind of game. If he falls into the end zone in half of his games, he becomes a top 25 option. That's his issue. Right. He he stumbles his way to seven, eight fantasy points, and he can't Mm -hmm. find the end zone. Right. That's what would put him over the top half of the weeks, and he doesn't get any receiving work either now, which is just baffling. So, yeah. I look, if he falls into the end zone, I'm with you. I think he's a top 25 play this week. I'm I'm totally with you. It's too good of a matchup against the Jets. Against the stinking Crazy. Jets. If you can't do it against the Jets, oh, I just want to cry that. Right. <laughs> We've been burned by Sanders before. So this is <laughs> Yeah. We're, we are on our, we are on our way to, to sad boy hours. If- yeah. And then, and then we'll tell ourselves, man, we should have just stayed on the Miles Sanders sucks train the entire time and say, <laughs> have him be our bench candidate at running back every single week. I mean, we got burned by Daniel Jones in what, week two? Right? Oh, yeah. He, or week three or whatever it was. And we're like, he's got the easiest defense that's allowing the most points to quarterbacks. <sighs> and he throws up like 13. Yeah, Daniel Jones pissed me off that week. Did I tell people to start him over Matt Stafford? I might have. <laughs> may or may not have <laughs> i may have been bold uh but yeah no i like miles sanders this week i think he's a i think he's a super interesting play a grain of salt there but mm-hmm. I, I guess it chats come on man uh my start of the week at running back i mean this maybe it's obvious i don't know i i try and find like not anybody who's super way out in left field um but also somebody that's like a safe enough pick where it's like, I can tell you with confidence, you should be starting this person. We're looking at center field, right? Left field is right. You know, way out there. Right field is too obvious. We're looking for dead center. Right. And I'm like, I'm a little bit right center here, I think, but Elijah Mitchell has yeah. to be the start of the, he's a, t- and, and from this perspective, I think he can be a top five play this week against yeah. Seattle, the worst run defense in the league. A lot of coming off of a 27 plus fantasy point game against the Vikings where he got 30 touch over 30 touches total four running backs have scored 20 plus fantasy points against Seattle in the last four weeks. Seattle's on a short week. They played Monday night football. I it's in the stars. If Elijah Mitchell doesn't have a top seven performance this week, I like, I want to roll over and cry. <laughs> because this has the making Antonio Gibson smoked him. He had 30 plus touches against him last week. Right. If Kyle Shanahan, Debo Samuel's out. If his, if his resolution is, you know what I should do? I should make sure Brandon, I, you can George Kittle each have 150 pat or reception yards this week. I, 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 I would want to cry. Right. Mm-hmm. Elijah Mitchell smash start this week has to be in your lineups. I think he's a top five play. Yeah. That's where I stand. And I am firm on that. <laughs> Move on to uh, running back sits. Uh, we can start to cruise these a little bit more quickly. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is mine. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I've seen Daryl Williams, right? Oh, sit Daryl Williams. If we're going to go and say Daryl Williams, you may as well just go with the extra mile, like the extra half mile and say Clyde Edwards Hilaire at that point. Right. Look, he looked good in his first game back. Five yards of carry, scored a rushing touchdown. It was ref- oh, as, as a pro CEH guy, like I was great to see. I was pleasantly surprised to see that. Mm-hmm. And you're relying on a touchdown with Clyde Edwards Hilaire most weeks, though. Like, are you going to bet on him getting a touchdown against the Broncos? Because I'm not. Broncos mm-hmm. have allowed five rushing touchdowns to running backs this year. That's it. Only five. I Ninth really? fewest fantasy points for game to running backs this year. He's not getting enough reception work to really make him relevant in that department, right? If, if, if he's getting like four receptions a game, that's a totally different conversation. I think you start him every week. Mm-hmm. But I'm betting on the Clyde gets... 12 touches, 12 carries, averages like four yards carry and two receptions for like 10 yards. What, seven fantasy points, eight fantasy points? I don't think he falls into the end zone. I think that's a difference maker. So I'd rather I'd rather sit Clyde against the Broncos this week than, than start him. So, yeah. Who do you got at running back uh, for your sit this week? I'm going to say all Patriots running backs. I was so close to saying that too. I couldn't force myself to do it only because I I, did. I'm like, yeah. I feel like that's like left center, but also like pretty center field of like, you want to start at least one of them, but you never know which one to. Yep. I think this is going to be more of a Ramondre Stevenson game than it is a Damian Harris game. I'm for that. Um, there's literally nothing out there that says that this will. There's nothing out there that, points to this happening right um i i just look at the types of runners that Ramondre stevenson are and damian harris are um and i think stevenson just fits the matchup better than damian harris uh if he's if he has the better hands i think he's the better fit for this matchup i'm totally with you there yeah but even then like like i was saying earlier with mac I just don't think this game will suit the ground and pound game plan that the Patriots have been able to roll with for the past couple of weeks. Right. I just, I, I don't know how to predict this game and I'm just predicting it to be ugly because it, I, I just, it's that gut feeling of like uh, after, after week 10 divisional matchup teams typically go under like 67% of the time and they're over under uh, on the sports book. Like, I just, I just feel like it's going to be an ugly ground, like not a grounded pound, just an ugly, nobody really wants to win it game, but somebody has to. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. with you there. I, I like that pick. Starts of the week at wide receiver. Who do you guys just started the week at wide receiver? Oh, I don't think you're ready for me to say this. I, I'm kind of scared. now. It's another Patriots player. Oh, no. Start of the week? Oh, Start I know who it is. I like this pick. Would you like to let the people know? Uh, how about Mr. Kendrick Bourne? Yes, sir. Oh, yes, I sir. love Kendrick Bourne. Did you know that he's currently wide receiver 24? On the season? On the season. No way. Yes, sir. That <laughs> is. I like that. If is, you told me like 35, I think I would have believed it. But top 25? Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, Facts. man. That is a oh, factual man. statement right there, ladies and gentlemen. Wide receiver 24, Kendrick Bourne, has also been averaging 
50% of snaps of the total snaps in a, in a game on his, on the season. <laughs> he only plays about half the snaps. He's right. Currently his wide receiver counts are so low. And the reason why he's a start this week is because he should be the wide receiver one. He has produced like the wide receiver one for the Patriots, but they won't play him. And they just, and the Bills just lost Tredavious White. Kobe Myers is wide receiver 30 on the season. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Kendrick yeah. Bourne. That's like a uh-huh. jersey candidate for me now. It's borderline uh, for me. It's borderline for me. It's borderline. <laughs> I, I feel like I got to slow down on my list. I got plenty of guys. But I love that. I love that play. Yep. I just, the Bills, like I said, they lost Tredavious White. So I feel bad. Or, uh, what was your line about or when we were talking about the Buccaneers wide receivers and we were talking about, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown being the, the, the third guy. And then yeah. we're going up again, you know, talking matchups and you just go, I feel so bad for whoever the Q or the CB three is. Yeah. that has to line up against Antonio Brown. I can't dance or QB quarterback two in quarterback two in Minnesota. <laughs> him or Brashad Breland, excuses. Excuse us. <laughs> that is Kendrick Bourne this game. I, who I is the cornerback three for the Bills? Lord knows who that is. I, who that may it, it ain't, it ain't Tredavious White. And uh, <laughs> at, least, at least they got a strong quarterback too to, to back up Tredavious White. But after after that, I'm, I like this that. Is, I like that. This pick. has got a Kendrick Bourne game written all, all over it. I love it. I love the Kendrick Bourne pick. I am all in on that. I use just such a sneaky play every week. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, I'm going to go uh, maybe um, maybe a little bit more safe. I I, well, I feel like anybody is more safe than Kendrick Bourne, but also at the same time, Kendrick Bourne is that guy, it feels like. Uh, mm-hmm. Start of the week for me, a wide receiver, Devonta Smith. Uh, and this is, this is Jalen Hurts. I'm assuming Jalen Hurts plays. If Jalen Hurts doesn't play, then all of a sudden I going to pivot off of Devonta Smith because I don't even want to think about Gardner Minshew being under center. Um, After the game last week, Devonta Smith, not too happy about his targets against the Giants, made it known. He wanted a game on the line, wants the ball, right? Put it on my shoulders, coach. Nick Sirianni, I love that attitude about him, right? Right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Feels like a little squeaky wheel gets the grease here. Got to keep your rook happy. Got to make sure you're keeping him involved. And what better way to do that than against the New York Jets, who have been allowing the third most fantasy points per game to wide receivers the past four weeks. In the past five weeks, nine wide receivers have scored at least 13 fantasy points against the Jets. Nine in the last five. Ooh, so that's almost geez. two every game, man. <laughs> Honestly, and with Hertz being less mobile, I wonder if that favors him more too. If Hertz is going to have to sit in the pocket and be forced to throw, more, I'm not going to say it's going to be a pretty game from Hertz. Uh huh. But is it a high volume game for Devonta Smith? I wonder if it is. I I feel like he's just a safe play this week. I'm not going to go out and tell you Devonta Smith's a top ten play this week. I don't think I really believe that. Don't believe that. Shoot, I don't. I wouldn't even say I, I don't think I do. I don't believe that. Top twenty play this week. I think I, 
I think it's, I think that's more safe than not to say he will be. Mm -hmm. I don't think my rankings reflect that, but I also kind of just sped through my rankings and didn't do, (laughs) I made made sure they got out this week. So no, I love Devonta Smith that as my start of the week at wide receiver this week. Terms of, uh, and I, you know, I'm just going to keep it in the same game. I'm going to flip to the other side of the football for my sit of the week at wide receiver. Uh, so, so I was going to ask you, right. We, we know who the, we, we know who the jets play this week, right. It's the, the Eagles, mm-hmm. right. Tyler, you want to tell me who the number one cornerback is for the, the Eagles? Um, he goes by the name of Darius Slay, Does he? Right. Not? He does. He does. And, and Tyler, what do I say about wide receivers who play against Darius Slay this year? They don't produce. They don't. They just don't. And then you add this on top of the fact that Elijah Moore seems to be a backup quarterback machine. <laughs> he can't do Jack with Zach Wilson in the lineup. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Elijah Moore. He's my sit of the week at wide receiver this week. And, I, and, and regardless of the matchup with Darius Slade, the Eagles are allowing the third fewest fantasy points for game to wide receivers this year. That shocked me. I didn't realize it was that low. Like, I knew the Darius Slade effect was real, but I didn't realize uh-huh. third fewest on the season to wide receivers. So I am I am okay not playing Elijah Moore this week. I'm okay with him on my bench. Yeah, absolutely. So the week at wide receiver for you? You're also not going to like this one. Oh, no. But I think you'll understand it. I'm bed. I'm benching. DK Metcalf. Oh no, I like it. I like it. I like it. I I am not against this at all. <laughs> I don't understand what it is with DK and Russ. It might solely just be Russ. Um, <clears throat> but DK has not been getting the ball since Russ has gotten back. Right. And I can't, I've not, I haven't watched them close enough to know if it's play calling where they have DK going downfield too many times when Russ can't really get the ball downfield. I don't know if it's actually that people are actually covering him fairly decently, that he's just not open. I don't really know. But the stats don't lie that he just doesn't get targets anymore. Or I guess the past two weeks, he's gotten. What was it? He's gotten seven total targets the past two games, I think. Uh, it's been ugly, whatever it's been. I know that much. <laughs> I know this past week I was infuriated when he had zero in the first half. Half. Yep. What? What are we doing, Seattle? That's the, And that's where I'm at, is <laughs> just the what are we doing with these, these players? And... Right. Gerald Everett's more of a play than DK Metcalf in my mind until proven otherwise. I, the way Russ has just been dumping the ball off, like he's a panicked mm-hmm. maniac or something. Like, I don't get it. I don't right. get Seattle. I, I just, oh, it's infuriating. It's infuriating mm-hmm. watching them play right now. I, well, and, no, you, I, and it's only infuriating because you know what they can do. Exactly. And they just can't get it done. More pace. DK Metcalf's going to be a stud. Did I not say this at the start of the year? The Seahawks are just not. I just. Not only did you say that, um, we all agreed with you too. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And then I got smashed on TikTok for it. They're going to play with more pace. 
Yeah, but do you really think he's going to live up to wide receiver five? Wide receiver five. Oh, That's... it doesn't take common sense. Ah, I'm not going to go on my DK Metcalf rant and how right I was on him. But anyways, <laughs> start of the we week at tight know, end. We all know you were right. I, I, I'm going to make a TikTok about it, but don't, we, we won't. We won't. Uh... We got to save that till after the season's over because watch right, DK right, going to explode right. for like 20 points in the next four games here. So, Oh, right, right. Prove us wrong. Right. Start of the week at tight end. Uh, I'm going to go with Logan Thomas for my start of the week at tight end. Oh, okay. Had a healthy targets, healthy amount of targets his first game back. He had six. I mean, it's nothing you're like, oh my gosh, you got a frick load of targets. But also you're like six targets for a tight end. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with that. It's more than probably 70% of the tight ends in the league. Right. Uh, Vegas actually hasn't been that great against tight ends this year. They're along the fourth most yards, fourth most targets, fourth most receptions, the third most touchdowns, and the second most fantasy points per game to tight ends this year. They're top five in all those categories, or bottom five in all those categories against tight ends this year. So I let me also say this. I freaking love Antonio Gibson this week too. Give me all the Antonio Gibson mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. But if I love Antonio Gibson, I, I love the middle of the field. That's kind of where I'm at. Yep. Uh, teams, it, it, it's the clear theme. Teams who have struggled against tight ends have also struggled against running backs this year and vice versa because the middle of the field is wide open. Mm-hmm. They're not attacking the perimeter. They're going right up the gut. Uh, and that's where Vegas has been struggling is right down the middle of the field. So I will, uh, I will gladly take Logan Thomas as my tight end start of the week this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My start at tight end this week. <laughs> I'm not going to say anybody. <laughs> that's just a cheap answer. <laughs> uh, no, I, this will be the last time I, I say that this guy's a start because I think, it's getting old at this point, and it should just be known that he's a start. Please. But it's Pat freaking yes. Let him loose. Let it's him loose. Pat the freaking Firemuth season. I, <sighs> it, it's, it's crazy to me to know, or like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's been the most like productive and successful rookie tight end in like in the last. Yeah. Oh, so number a of rookie. years. He's a rookie. Oh, come yeah. on, Kyle Pitts. Where are you at? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Friar is making Kyle Pitts look like a reach. He honestly is. Everyone's just so enamored with the talent and potential that Kyle Pitts is that they're like, wait, a perfectly comparable tight end right in front of my eyes plays on the Steelers as well <laughs> with a running back who, or not a running back, a quarterback who can't throw the ball more than 15 yards down the field. What? What is this? Unicorn magic. <laughs> I love Muth. I love, love Muth as a start of the week. I, he has to be started every single week at this point. Well, and that's why I said, like, it feels like I'm, you know, I'm banging the same drum when I'm saying yeah, that Friar Muth is a start. But until people understand how good Pat Friar Muth is, I'm going to keep saying it. Until you realize he's a top seven start at this point. Yeah. That's where I'm at with him. He's a top seven start every single week. Regardless of who he's playing. Fire him up. Fire him up. I'm yeah. with you 100%. Sit of the week at tight end. This one, I was a little bit surprised. I actually stuck with this pick. 
I just, I can't talk myself into him though for the life of me, even with how good he's been this year. Sin of the week at tight end for me is Dawson Knox. Like I, (laughs) you can't say that to me. I know, I know you don't like that, Tyler. I know you don't. I only hope (laughs) Dawson Knox has played in nine games this year. He's only had more than four targets in three of those games. He's had, he's had more games of three or fewer targets. He's had four games of three or fewer targets. Pair that, pair that with the. <laughs> I know you're hurting so bad, but pair that with the fact that New England has allowed the fewest fantasy points per game to tight ends this year, and they've only allowed three touchdowns to the position, which is where Dawson Knox is reliant on. I just, I have so tough of a time trusting him against the the Patriots this week. I'm so sorry. I know that hurt you really bad. And it was nothing personal. It was just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just giving the people statistical analysis. You know that, you know, that meme from the Simpsons, from the Simpsons. It's the Homer Simpson. The no, 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 no. It's a little kid on the bus. And he goes, stop. He's already dead. Okay, he's already, he's already dead. That's, that's me right now. <laughs> and he kept rattling it off. He said, he has fewer than four targets against the Patriots. Who allow the fewest points? He's already dead. He's already dead. <laughs> let, let, leave him alone. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't matter. I'm two, and ten, I'm, I'm two and ten in that league. It's Everything's it's all dynasty. Well. It's no. dynasty. And Dawson Knox is young. You got hope. Yep. <laughs> you got hope. Yeah. Uh, I will always have hope until I know I there is no hope. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, my sit for tight end this week is Mike Gusecki. Um, he's been severely underwhelming the past couple of weeks, and that's um, I'm not going to call it direct correlation, but it you know it piques my interest a little bit that Miles Gaskin has gotten better fantasy production mm-hmm. than Miles Gas or than uh, not Miles Gaskin. <laughs> That's the same person. The same person. My, Mike Gusecki. Mike Gusecki has dropped in fantasy production, and and Gaskin has gone up in fantasy production. Yep. Now with the potential of Devonte Parker coming back into the lineup, I think it's too many mouths to feed. Everybody's so concerned about that cutting into Jalen Waddle. I'm like, what about the guy who's basically lined up on the outside as a tight end? Like what about him? <laughs> what about the other what about, guy what that's other doing? Guy? What about that guy? The other guy who's still getting like seven targets a game. Like, will he get three or four? Sure, but like, yeah. If Devontae Parker's back, I like that. I, I I can I can ride with that. I can ride with that. There are starts and sits of the week at every single position. As we always do, we got to cover our player props for this episode as well. From our friend for our, wow, our friends over at Thrive Fantasy, and I am proud to say, I am I am rocking the merch today. Yes, sir. They uh, they sent us uh, some free merch. We are we are happy to be partnered with our friends over at Thrive Fantasy. You can head on over there, sign up using the promo code Fellas. That is F E L L A S. Can deposit ten dollars and get a free entry into their 
Sunday contest, which pays out over $40,000 in prizes. Go sign up, download the Thrive Fantasy app, sign up using the code fellas, deposit $10 to get your free entry into that contest. Let's go over some of our favorite player props from Thrive. Uh, you have some written down. I'm just kind of going off rip here. I'm just gonna scroll down. Oh, I gotta list yeah, off. Of got I gotta I gotta log I gotta right log into here. the app again. They logged me out. What's uh what's the first one we got on that, that list there? Did, does that happen to you like every oh, Sunday? Yeah. It happens to me like once a week, probably. I don't understand why. Probably security, probably security. I know it probably is. I, it's not a big deal. That's I, I remember my email and my password, and it only takes two seconds. So uh, I'm just thankful that computers remember. I shouldn't say computers. You know, our, a software that I have downloaded remembers my username and password, so I yep. can just click on that and just click on me. that. Here, here's the first one. You know, I got him up in front of me now. Okay. This is a guy we didn't talk about. Saquon Barkley, fifty-three and a half rush yards. Over under. Are you asking? I'm asking. You're not going to. I have like an answer. It. I'm willing to give an answer if you don't want to give an answer. I feel I pretty confident about it. I want to see what your answer is first. Under. I want the under. Good job. Yay. Yay. I agree. Look, <laughs> look, I am not. A, I am not. Look, I have Saquon Barkley in our dynasty league. I am not a biased Saquon owner. He has not been great. Uh, I was listening. There has been only since his uh, rookie season. I want to say there has only been half a dozen games where Saquon Barkley's gone over sixty yards rushing. Whoa! I don't. I, I that, don't quote me on that stat, but he's also missed so many games too, right? Where it's kind of like a little bit of a fluky stat, but also like Saquon Barkley is not a guy who consistently racks up like eighty plus yards in a game. So mm-hmm. I I saw that line. I saw Miami. I'm like ah, oh, that seems like my first thought was that seems kind of high. I, I so I just rattled that one off. Well, Jamal and, and Williams, we talk, here's an, go ahead. I was going to say we've talked about this that Freddie Kitchens is now the play caller for the Giants. Barf. He just wants to throw the ball. That's literally Barf. all he wants to do. Barf. He's Barf. not going to rush it, and that's that's, that's why we're under. That's why we're under. Here's an interesting one though. Jamal Williams only seven yards more than Saquon Barkley this week. His line's at sixty and a half against. The Minnesota Vikings over or under on that. If I were to take that line, I would go under on it. Really? Yes. Because well, it kind of depends. Okay, it depends on a couple things. First thing, the Vikings, uh, they've got a huge question mark on their defense. Yep. Dalvin Tomlinson was uh, activated off the reserve in COVID-19 list. He was. He was. Uh, Pierce, I believe, was designated to return. I think he so was. So he could he potentially was. play. Yep. Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks are questionable. Yep. And I think I'm forgetting someone else. It's not the safeties. Whoever it is, there's still question marks on this. Yeah, on this the, the line could greatly improve here in the next 24 if, hours. If, when we get right. if, if those guys in the Vikings are all out, yes, I would take over. But I think it's not going to – I think the reason why I said under 
is more so because I don't think it's just going to be the Jamal Williams backfield. Ooh, interesting. They, the Lions have shown that they are comfortable giving carries to none other than the infamous Jamar Jefferson. Uh, barf. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they are looking at Jefferson as kind of the secret weapon this week. Interesting. So I think Jefferson gets passing work. And I think he kind of wins. I shouldn't say wins the backfield, but I think Jamal Williams is going to be the early down back. But passing downs, you're going to see Jefferson more uh, often. I hope not. I that would be the I don't, most lions. That would be the most lions thing to do, and I'm sure they're going to do it. Yep. <laughs> yep. They will. Last line I want to ask you about here: Mark Andrews, fifty-five and a half receiving yards. Mm. Let me read you his lines from the previous weeks. As soon as I can get them pulled up here, I'm transitioning apps here. Mark Andrews at 55 and a half. It's past weeks. 65 against Cleveland. 73 against Chicago. 63 against Miami. 44 against Minnesota, who's been notoriously really good against tight ends this year. 48 against Cincinnati, who have also been good against tight ends this year. 68 against the Chargers. 147 against Indy. 67 against Denver. 109 against Detroit. 57 against KC. He's only gone under that number three times this year. (laughs) Against the Steelers this week. I'm taking the over. Now, how good is Pittsburgh against tight ends, though? Uh, let me get that number for you real quick. I just, and, and I'm asking two more difficult ones. I don't know if I necessarily advise people to go take these lines, but these are just ones that I see. And I feel like they're like, Ooh, they catch the eye. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Steelers have allowed 531 yards to tight ends this year. Divide that by 11 games. It's about 55 yards a game. Well, they're like here's... just below middle of the pack against tight ends. They're like the bottom third against, or the top third against tight ends this year. Is TJ Watt still out? Uh, I believe he's back this week. I believe so. Don't take my word on that, though. I would take over on Andrews as well. I like that. Because here's the other thing. These past four games, he's gotten 10, 8, 10, 10 in targets. TJ Watt will not play on Sundays on the COVID-19 list. I knew that was a thing, and I totally forgot about it. Yes, Andrews is still over. Smash over. Yeah. (laughs) I think it'll be like 60-some yards again. But I I was thinking if Watt plays, Lamar has to scramble, and when he scrambles, he looks for Andrews. Right, yep. I still think it's favorable either way. Yes. But again, yeah, he's gotten 38 targets over the past four games. He's averaging nine targets pretty much. That's so freaking good. If he catches half of those... And, I mean, his yards per catch are in the teens, right? That's what he's averaging somewhere in the teens. So, yep. I don't know. You take four times, let's say 12, he's at 48. I like his odds to catch one more and surpass that then. Honestly, that's where I'm at. Yep. I'm with you there. I, I am with you all the way. Uh, give me, like, two more props that you like on that list. Don't go – we don't go too in-depth because we still got to cover DFS here. Um, yep. Two other props you like. 
Give me the quick, Zach quick Wilson. synopsis on him. Zach Wilson. Ooh. 231 against the Eagles. Under. Under every every day. Let me let me find. Yes, he he just recently came back from injury, so this is not really a good, like, you know, not a good justification tool to use. Um, but last week they had the uh, they had the Texans last week. Here's how here's his final stat line. 14 to 24, 145, and one touchdown. <laughs> hey, it was good for 15 fantasy points, though. True. Uh, yeah, I mean, he had a rush, so you can't really complain. <laughs> but <laughs> but we're not talking fantasy right now. No, no. He only managed 145 yards against the Texans. But what's even more shocking is that he only threw the ball 24 times. Ugh. They not going to say that they don't trust Zach Wilson, but they realize that he's not a gunslinger where he can attempt 37, 33, 35, 34, 32 attempts a game. Right. That's just not his style. Eagles only allowing 240 passing yards per game to quarterbacks too. Do you really trust Zach Wilson to get the extra six yards to even meet the, the average? I rest my case. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Take the under on Zach Wilson. I'm right there with. And let's roll with Josh Allen. Oh, yes. Oh, we need to talk about this one. Well, did, did we Allen, already? Or did we do it before? Oh, I think we talked oh, about it before. Maybe before, but it's worth rehashing if we if did we talk about did. it already. Yes, this needs to be said again. Josh Allen's line currently on Thrive Fantasy, which I highly recommend checking out. Use the promo code fellows when you sign up. Yes, yeah, sir. Josh Allen's line right now is 234 and a half. I get it's against the Patriots. I hear you loud and clear. Okay. And and I get it's Bill Belichick. But the amount of times, oh, wow, what a voice crack that was. I was just expecting you to, I thought that was just like part of like your like emphatic I reasoning. Going with it. Yeah. <laughs> I should have just kept going with it. It's all right. Only time, I questioned it, but wasn't going to say anything. Josh Allen has only hit under 234 twice. Oh. He's had more games in the 200-yard range than he has a 300-yard range, or maybe it's actually even. It is. They're the same. But when he's in the 200s, 248, 49, 264. Here's the 209, so he was under in that game, but 260. He is for sure getting 234 against the, the Patriots because they I, I need to put up I, points. I don't care who you are. Like that number for one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL is too low. It's so low. That's Zach Wilson range. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. Three yard difference between Zach Wilson and Josh Allen. And oh, the disrespect. The, the disrespect is so real. Oh my goodness. Unbelievable. Needless to say, he's over. There needs, there's no explanation other than it's Josh Allen. Go get some cash in your pockets on those picks this week. Uh, yes. Head on over to Thrive Fantasy. They pay out 11 times your initial uh, wager. 
if you win your prop on four player parlays. 11 times Ooh. it's worth than any other app. Head on over to Thrive Fantasy. Uh, download the app. Use the promo code Fellows when signing up and depositing $10 to get a free entry into their contest worth $40,000 this Sunday. Ty, let's quick, quick cruise through DFS, our daily fantasy lineups. And we're using just the Sunday afternoon games. So the 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock central, and the three o'clock central games. Mm-hmm. It's one and four Eastern. I won't go through all the time zones, but just the afternoon games on Sundays. So we'll use to build our DFS lineup. We didn't dip into Sunday night football, Monday night football or anything like that. Let, let's just, let's just cruise right through this. Who's your, uh, without any reasoning, we're just going to build the lineup. We're just going to give the prices. Uh, and we're just going to, we're just going to cruise on through. So starting at quarterback, I'll start. I got my start of the week at my quarterback. Derek Hall. Oh, yeah. Six, $6,000. My starting quarterback this week. Love him at his value. Mine is Tom Brady. Oh, he paid up against Atlanta. I love it. I paid up because I was able to find cheap options elsewhere. I love that. I love that. Cameron sent us his lineup. I got to get that pulled up here quick. I want to make sure we do him justice. I don't know if he went the same route we did. I got it. You got it. He put in Kirk Cousins. Captain freaking Kirk. I love it. 6,500. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. At the running back position, I have Elijah Mitchell at 6,000. That is an absolute steal for a potential top seven play this week. I got to put my man Antonio Gibson in there as well. Mm -hmm. $5,700. Those are my two running backs. I went cheap, but with fabulous matchups. I'm expecting both to get a ton of volume this week. Yeah, I will say Cam's real quick. He also had Antonio Gibson. And then he went in and bought up on Jonathan Taylor. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. 9,200. Sheesh. Sheesh. I can't even get Sheesh. <laughs> it all, I mean, he, he, I mean, he found options elsewhere. He did. So, for cheaper, I should say, in other positions. So, it makes sense. But yep, yep. For mine, I also went the cheaper route. I took James Conner at fifty nine hundred. Ooh, that's actually that's a great value. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then I took Miles Sanders. Yep. At fifty two hundred. Fifty two. Oh man. Yes, that's wow. what he was at uh, last time that we did this too. I think so. I think so. I like that value on Miles Sanders. Wide receivers went, I'm just going to go through all three. Went Chris Godwin at 6,600. Mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro at 5,800. So I went that Derek Carr, Hunter Renfro stack. Yes, sir. Absolutely lethal. And how about this? Uh, uh, I'm going to spoil Cameron's because he and I took the same flyer. Josh Reynolds the Detroit Lions against the Minnesota Vikings this week. Mm-hmm. Pat Pete probably going to be playing same side of the field as Khalif Raymond. He's kind of like the certified wide receiver one. The He's like the depth chart wide receiver one. You you just know Josh Reynolds Peterson's is going to be the guy. 
He's got yeah. the rapport with Derek Carr. They just or not Derek Carr with Jared Goff. They just brought him in. I I think Josh Reynolds could be a sneaky DFS play this week. So to save money, uh, I I went Josh Reynolds there. Mm-hmm, so Chris mm-hmm. Godwin, Hunter Renfro, Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds is at thirty four hundred, by the way. Cheap, real cheap, real cheap. Sneaky could be sneaky good. Uh, Cameron's other two wide receivers were Van Jefferson. Ooh, I like that play. Fifty three hundred. And Brandon Ayuk at fifty six hundred. Ayuk, oh, at fifty six. At fifty six. I think because I had Elijah Mitchell in my lineup, I couldn't force myself to do Brandon Ayuk. I think that's why I kept him out of my lineup. Yep. My wide receivers, I went with Keenan Allen. Oh, he paid up. At seventy five hundred. The guy that we've all bought in on recently, Jalen Waddle. My man, I almost put him in my lineup. I was so close. Almost pulled the trigger. Four hundred. I like that. I He's love almost his a grand cheaper than Keenan Allen, and may finish with a very similar stat line. Yeah, like well, that. man, that's a stretch, but <laughs> you get my point. For fantasy points. For fantasy points, and then my third wide receiver. I'm going Deshaun Jackson. Oh, give me the deep threat. Threat to drop 15 on two catches for 95 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> I'm telling you, 4,200 on Deshaun Jackson. I love that. I love that pick. Save some cash, pay up elsewhere. Tight end. Exactly. Tight end pick. I went Logan Thomas, 4,400 uh-huh. against, against, uh, against the Raiders this week. I didn't really want to try and gamble elsewhere. I liked his price. He was far down enough. Got has the great matchup. Uh, yep. don't think Terry, I think Terry McLaurin will have a fine game on the outside. I just don't expect him to have his, you know, 20 plus point explosion week. If he gets well, involved, Lo- I'll be happy. Logan Thomas may get a tutty too. Right. I mean, that's what, that was his role when he had Alex Smith. And I'm not saying high key's Alex Smith, but he's a target in the red zone. Four for 35 and a tutty. That's 13 and a half. I'll take that all day. A bang. <laughs> Cameron and I had the same tight end. We took... Foster Murrow. See, I debated that, but I put Hunter Renfro in at my wide receiver, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I understand. I get it. I get it. Renfro's and, a great, and, or not I mean, Renfro? Well, Murrow's a great. Well, I put Deshaun Jackson. That's true. So if that gives you some validation to go ahead and put Murrow and Renfro and Derek Carr, I I don't gotta. There it is. I don't gotta. <laughs> um, no, but Murrow's one game where Waller wasn't active. I remember this like it was yesterday because it won me my week. Six <laughs> catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Beautiful. That's all you can Beautiful. ask for. You'll take that. You'll take that every single day of the week. I think it's Washington week. this week, too. Yeah. Flex spot. I intentionally went cheap elsewhere. I always like to build my lineup cheap so then I can pay up at my flex spot. Mm-hmm. I paid up for the man himself, Jonathan Taylor, at 9,200. There it is. There it is. The powerhouse flex. <laughs> I, I, I there was all, no way I couldn't put Jonathan Taylor in my line this week. I think we all went the powerhouse flex route this week. Even Cameron? Do you have enough to pay up for an expensive flex? Apparently he did. I don't know how. <laughs> probably because his wide receivers are all under six grand. Well, that's but. probably true, too. 
He went with Joe Mixon. Oh, he has to twice. against the Chargers. Yes, of course. Of course. He has, to. He has to. For my flex, I went with the guy that uh, pretty much dictates whether this team wins or loses. Okay. And I went with Najee Harris. Oh, sneaky. Not really sneaky, I, but I it's it I think what is sneaky is I don't know the exact carry number that he gets, but he gets receiving work. He does. And at a certain number of carries, Pittsburgh wins. If he doesn't get that that amount of carries, they lose. And against Baltimore, I get that Baltimore has, I mean, they can turn up for really kind of any game and stop a run. They're on the road, they're in Pittsburgh this week. I'm taking Najee to have a big, big game and kind of give a little uh, playoff teaser for fantasy managers. I love it. I love it. I love it. For defense, I mean, I'm not going to give any analysis. I just, I, I chose the Dolphins. I, they've been so good recently. I like their odds against the Giants this week. Yeah. Back Cameron, up quarterback, Mike Glennon, boom, boom, great against the run. Is. 3300 yep. for the Dolphins. Easy money. <laughs> Easy money. Cam went with the Cardinals defense up against Chicago. Nice. I like it. Uh, who will not have Justin Fields, uh, who more than likely will not have Al Robinson either. <clears throat> and I went with the Vikings defense against the Lions. I like it. I think those are all great picks for this week. That wraps out the DFS portion of the podcast and the podcast as a whole. Yeah. Ty, thanks for joining me on this start sit Saturday. It's always nice to have some company for this podcast. I'm not doing it all by myself. <laughs> it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Make sure to follow us on the socials, FF fellas on Twitter, the FF fellas on Instagram, fantasy football fellas on Facebook, YouTube, the good old tick. Talk. We've been releasing some great videos out there recently. Make sure to go give us a follow over there. As always, go submit your prop picks over on Thrive Fantasy. Download the app. Use the promo code FELLAS. Deposit $10. Get a free entry into their $40,000 contest on Sunday. Sir. Just two stooges being dudes here. Cameron was unable to join us. I offered it to him. I offered it, but he unfortunately had other business, which I understand. It's perfectly okay. Wait I guess. Cameron. I guess. This once. I mean, I guess I'm not there during the weekday episode, so I guess I'm the one who probably <laughs> needs to ask for forgiveness more than he does. But uh, well, I, you said it. You said it. So. I did. I said it. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. Luke's and Tyler, just a couple of stooges being dudes. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs>